let's start. So sometimes as we are doing this already quite long, since six years, we are in this kind of position. Um, and so we were shown often in kind of panel discussions or on, on uh, job fairs and so on. And usually then even when my co-lead and I, so we both are men, uh, coming around the corner, people are looking at us and saying, job sharing, co-leading. I thought this is this thing which is for women in part-time doing some administrational stuff. And I said, okay, bingo. Um, no, not at all. We are two uh, men. We, we do it each to uh, each 100%, um, you know, and yeah, administration jobs. No, we are really dealing with the highest critical situations. In this episode, shortly before International Women's Day, I'm particularly appreciative to introduce a male job sharer as my guest. Thomas Angerstein is the co-head of Mission Critical Support, EMEA, M-E-E, at SAP Germany. Thomas is married, the proud dad of a ten and a half year old and a biker. He has a passion for problem-solving, live music, and movies. He learned to find pragmatic solutions while being able to improvise. His first profession was as an agricultural machine mechanic. Before SAP, Thomas covered various roles as a developer, IT manager, network administrator, and consultant. He held multiple roles in SAP, including consultant, software architect, project lead, product owner, escalation manager, and then senior manager in mission critical support as a co-lead and job sharer. Additionally, he is the decentralized trainer for vocational training students and a big fan of mentoring in both directions. Welcome to the show, Thomas. Welcome. I like to be here. That's really, I think I, I waited really a long time now to, to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I feel the very same. I've been, you know, following you on LinkedIn for a long time. And I've been, you know, watching and reading all of the amazing stories um, about you. And so now I'd love to know, where are you calling in from? And are there particular local sites or food that you could share with our worldwide listeners? Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, for me, it's a pretty uh, difficult thing because I'm not from this area. I'm calling now from the nice St. Leon Road, which is close to Waldorf. And I think uh, nobody will know this outside of this uh, little um, area, right? So, um, so I'm... I'm more like uh, someone from uh, Lower Saxony, from the northern of Germany. And, and there I would see some kind of uh, uh, special cabbage we have and so on. When it comes down here, I believe many people will say now, oh, what kind of ignorant guy here, uh, not taking the local food and, and so on and so forth. But, you know, it is something like even in this uh, bigger area of um, Baden and Schwaben uh, here, close, 
even to, to Stuttgart, where you have those spätzle, those nice noodles and, and so on. And I think you, you get it also. So even we in the canteen here in SAP, we, we get those kind of um, uh, local food as well. So therefore, not much uh, um, in terms of recommendations uh, here. I think when you are here, look into the nice uh, landscape and, and uh, take some of the little tiny restaurants, I think then you, you never made something wrong. That sounds wonderful. Now, um, Thomas, you are Vice President, Head of Mission Critical Support, EMIA, at SAP as a job sharer. Could you tell our listeners more about your job? Yeah, for sure. So um, I think even already the name is indicating a little bit that it is not every time the, the straight uh, way we are going, right? So mission critical is really something like we, we are looking into cases and we are a kind of last line of defense. So we are the highest escalation um, level in SAP when it comes to disruptions in any kind of software in the projects. And, and we not only we try, usually I say, yeah, we try. No, no, we we are um, um, avoiding then uh, that uh, any kind of customer or even SAP will be harmed by those kind of uh, problems. So it doesn't matter which kind of product. So we are responsible for all the products we have on our price list. Um, And when it comes to the point that uh, people are calling us uh, and then we say, okay, we have to jump in, then um, we are assigning people into a team and we can have a look into the worldwide uh, nice SAP to get uh, the right experts there. And then um, we will resolve those kind of problems. Thomas, you started your career as an apprentice for agricultural machinery. And so here you are now, the head of mission critical support at SAP. I'm curious, what transferable skills did you gain from your career that help you with your position today? Yeah, I think there are quite some. You know, people will look into my CV and we'll see this and we'll see also that I never saw any kind of university from inside and all those things. And people think, so why you can do something like this? And yeah, I think one one baseline is really coming out of this uh, um, education the time where we... We have to, to find ways to come out of also not critical situations, but not good situations for the farmers when they had problems with their machines standing on the field and they have to harvest or, you know, doing whatever. And they have no time because maybe there is already some rain coming over or, you know, they have to do something. And, and um, our... Um, Our people around who, who taught us about how to do things, they said every time, no, we have to go now. We have to get a tool set. And then when we are out of uh, um, the garage and, and being on the field, then we have to use the tools we have. doesn't matter if it is now really 100% fitting or not. So we learned really, and, and I learned really a lot to improvise, which is really helping me a lot in those kind of situations now when it comes to the point why things are not happening and people are saying, yeah, usually it runs. And I think, yeah, usually nearly everything is running, but you know, when it is not running, we have to see what is going on. And, and 
why it is, right? And, and so this kind of um, improvising, being pragmatic, seeing what is there, what is the fact, and what we can do without doing finger pointing and so on. Even there, it was every time um, my master at that time, he was not like, uh, guys, when you can't do it, then you are silly or what? No, he came around the corner and said, no, now try it, whatever um, you can. Let's share your thoughts. And then let's see that we can resolve it. At least that we get the tractor or whatever it was back to the garage to do something more or to exchange it or something like this, right? And so these are skills which I took over all of the years. Um, and now I'm uh, in IT about yeah, a little bit more than 30 years. Um, and in many areas, uh, I took exactly these topics with me, trying to get what is really in, not like, oh, there are bad people around, they did something bad and so on, maybe even intentionally. Um, I think every time now let's talk about what happened here, why happened, and then see how to come out of the situation, how to resolve things, how to change things, and then immediately things are getting better, right? This is, I think, the combination being in a tiny village where all does it matter it doesn't matter if it was my my grandparents or whom else they were so honest and direct and uh, you know not talking too much around uh, that was not every time nice but sometimes well let's say in the in the past uh, in the retrospective um it was nice because you 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 shouldn't have to interpret too much you you could go directly into things. And yeah, sometimes in my current job, this can be a little bit tricky. So even on management level, because they are often kind of politics, not in SAP only, even on customer side where people decided to go for a solution and then it's not working. And so they are really fearing about what, what's going on with my job, with my future and so on and so forth. So but those things are really topics which I, I brought with me and which I still can use. So I have usually no, I'm not scared about many things. So there are for sure some things I never can say that, that I'm really the, the bravest one on earth. However, I think that there must be really some crazy stuff going on before I will really get nervous or so. This is so interesting how your early career and the experience there has influenced you. And now, as you are talking about being in mission critical support, you are job sharing your position. So in my mind, it automatically comes like people are saying, wow, mission critical, but working together as a team of two people. How is this working? So I'd love to hear a little bit more about, you know, could you share with our audience how your job sharing position is set up? Yeah, so maybe let's start. So sometimes as we are doing this already quite long, since six years, we are in this kind of position. Um, and so we were shown often in kind of panel discussions or on, on uh, job fairs and so on. And usually then even when my co-lead and I, so we both are men, Uh, coming around the corner, people are looking at us and saying, 
job sharing, co-leading. I thought this is this thing which is for women in part-time doing some administrational stuff. And I said, okay, bingo. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. We are two uh, men. We, we do it each to uh, each 100%, um, you know, and yeah, administration jobs, no, we are really dealing with the highest critical situations. And, um, and so it is really a point that nearly everywhere still this kind of uh, thoughts are in, in the back that it is somehow something, yeah, maybe when people want to play a little bit around, then they can do it, right? For me and, and for my co, it's completely different because this is a really sustainable um, job model, which can cover many, 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 many things, right? So we were starting at that point when, when our boss at that time said, ah, our team is growing. We have to see what we will do, even with a part of the mission critical support. And uh, so he was looking for two managers also there with some thoughts like, Mm, then we have to split up maybe that one team will do this kind of role and the other team will do this kind of role or according to the region, whatever, right? In the, in the nice tradition we had also in, in SAP that we like to build silos right? <laughs> at that point of time. And so we were applying, but already on this point, because Christopher and myself, we were exchanging a little bit and we thought, hmm, not sure if this is the right idea, but let's go for the interviews. And we did it separately. And then uh, after a while, so looks like looked like that uh, we were not bad to do this. And, and so we were taken. And then it came exactly to this discussion with our former boss. And he said, yeah, guys, so now we have to, to think about how we split it up. And then we said, mm, you know, we think we shouldn't split it up. We think we both should do it together um, and give also the people in the team the chance to cover all of our roles, all of our topics, doing the same regions, the same countries, whatever we did, because we anyway, we have to scale. And when you split the team and maybe you're only focusing on this area, then when it comes to those high volatile and, and every time uh, out of a sudden coming up uh, critical situations, then maybe we can't scale anymore. And he said, oh, that's, that's not a bad idea. I didn't uh, thought about this. So let's try this. And so we set it up and uh, we, we started that way um, to have two heads on one team, which we Internally spoken, we have to, uh, we had to, to split it up uh, according to our software, our HR software. Um, so we have now two teams, but the team itself, those people, after a short while, they thought, oh, I know who is my manager in the line. However, I don't know whom, who is really assigned to which part of the team. And it doesn't matter because they treat us equally we treat them equally. Doesn't matter if one of them is not there, then I take the other to, to, to discuss things, to, to check things, right? And means that there was already a short, big advantage for the entire team. It's just sounding so fascinating because I really feel that after, just as you said, there is still this sort of mindset. If people 
to be honest, in, in many parts of the world, job sharing isn't even something that people have heard about. And if they have heard about it, just as you said, it often is the first thing is it's likely for somebody who wants to work part time, who who has children that that's yeah, that's sort of the classical misperception and so i'm so appreciative that you're here today and you're really you know um, sharing what it can be and what i find also really fascinating is that you and your job sharing partner are from different generations and so could you share some insights and benefits that you have gained from being in an intergenerational job sharing team yeah, I think that is really a big topic and that is what we are every time um, telling also the people, right? So I was already manager before I was in SAP and I had this, uh, yeah, this classical thing like 60 to 70 hours a week and, uh, you know, having every time thinking about uh, decisions uh, only from myself. Yeah, I could do it and I still can do it. However, that was one of the, the first topic I learned Having someone, even someone who is really, yeah, with 15 years, extremely younger, with a complete different view, helped me a lot. And uh, this is actually also the same what, what Christoph said, vice versa, helped him a lot that we could have this kind of exchange. And people are saying uh, then every time, uh, yeah, when you're doing this kind of job sharing, then you will become very equal. And this is actually not the case. Yeah, we have still some some part of our mindsets are similar. However, we are also having some frictions, you know, we have some quite nice discussions because of this different point of view. And um, for me, it was in the, in the beginning every time, no, I never want to be a manager anymore because this is, you know, even silly doing this alone. And again, not with the intention that I'm a lazy guy or something. I think, no, when you do everything on your own, um, Actually, what I learned is that I'm now getting the better decisions. And the same for Christoph. He said, you know, would anybody give me this kind of role when, when I would go as a um, single manager, like with the beginning of 30 somehow? No. Actually, very, very seldom, right? Yeah, in, in certain areas, or then you get maybe a tiny team or whatever, right? Um, giving someone uh, the responsibility then for the last uh, escalation level in, in a huge company like SAP. No, he said, you don't believe it, right? So, yeah, then there are people, they say, yeah, maybe it would become like this when, but yeah, it, it is really this point where uh, I think we can reflect really good. We learned a lot from each other. It's not only this uh, um, one way, let's say, from the elder one like me to, to Christoph. No, no, with his fresh mindset and, and bringing in other topics, even um, seeing also, so he, he had in the past uh, uh, in his youth a career in politics. For me, it was a complete different world. As I said, I'm this village guy and, and doing this kind of two straight things sometimes. And also there, we had this kind of reflection and, and when things are coming there, we could discuss it. And it was every time so fun also to see that, that uh, um, we 
we came really quick to really, really good decisions because we were already reflecting things where other people have to discuss with so many different people. Finding someone with similar mindsets or even similar, uh, similar experience where we have the same view on, on those kind of topics because we are in the same topics, right? And um, this helps really a lot. And, and this kind of better decisions, uh, better topics, even uh, seeing, you know, in terms of, and I don't like this, uh, this term of new work, because I think there is no new work, you will change something and then just maybe a better one or when you see it's not good, then you try something else and, and try that to, to do it better. But, but anyway, I think even there, having uh, the possibility then with, with a fresh mindset um, and this kind of more established classic view from my side um, was bringing up every time nice uh, um, ideas and also ways to work. Although and this is the one thing what I have to say, sometimes we were too fast for our team because from our open mindset, you know, we, 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 we learned a lot about change management and uh, how to invite them really, how to include them because it was sometimes in the, in the beginning a little bit tricky. It truly, it sounds fascinating. And I think one of the super advantages of job sharers is that as you said, you ultimately both are committed to the same goal, to the same outcome. And so you, you are on the same level discussing how can we get there. And so other people have to do that same decision-making process in their head, but haven't had the chance to actually say it out aloud to somebody. And you've gone through this process. And so I can see how, you know, doing this, you're like three steps ahead and have to then, you know, share with your team where you have come to now like so you've shared already um a few aspects I, i'm curious is there some other thing when you reflect back on your years of job sharing now that you really found quite surprising surprising so for, for example i never thought that this is really such a scalable model because we started with a team uh, with a headcount of 24 people, I believe. Now we are with 50. Wow. And I thought, because when you are looking from a people managing perspective, um, many people are talking, let's say 12 is already quite something, maybe maximum 20, but then it's really shaky, right? And, and we could do it really to set this team up uh, that, it could grow up to the 50 people. And even now when one of us, you know, is somehow on leave, even for a little bit longer, like even for sick leave and so on, um, then it is still working on because the team is also or was also changing from their mindset. We came in this kind of escalation setup. We came from this Highlander principle, because you are one person, you know, this movie Highlander, where in the end, only one guy is uh, living and all the others uh, were cut their head off. Um, you are the only one who is the, the contact person in this critical situation for the customer and for SAP. 
doesn't matter if there is our board or also the board of the, the customer, you are the one and only, let's say, who is um, sorting the things out. And with the time where the people saw that Christoph and myself could do this for the team together, many people are coming up or were coming up and saying when, when there are critical, even complex cases, that they are asking now, so can we do it also with two people? Because we think that, that we can bring together our skill sets and that is the fit, that is driving something, even in this kind of critical situation and even bringing this um, um, on a next level, so to say. And this was the other surprising effect that when, when you see and when we had uh, discussions in the past and people saying, yeah, okay, when I'm responsible for this kind of cases, then I'm responsible, only me, one person. And then that it was changing on, on different topics, even when we are starting internal projects where we try to, to um, work on our, or not try, when we are driving uh, the um, rework of our processes and methodologies and so on, then people are coming up, can we do it together? Can we do it in a, in a different uh, way like in the past where only one should drive something? Because we saw that, that you guys are doing it somehow not bad, let's say, and then why, why we shouldn't do it? And we said, yeah, for sure, let's try it. Let's, let's really try to see and then bring also back this kind of uh, tolerance that, that sometimes things needs to come on the same level first, that it needs some time, right? And uh, they, they saw that with this um, setup, they could move many things because they um, can um, fill the gaps which they have uh, equally on both sides. Doing it alone again, yeah, then you, you can try to find uh, certain experts here and there, but in the first step, you're already having a kind of uh, big blanket, which is covering already quite something more than before. And, and those are two things which are really um, uh, surprising in the very positive way. But I can give also a not that positive um, uh, surprising fact. Some days ago, we were in, a, uh, in an area where we thought about it we could even apply for another job. And we thought we'd do it together. Um, and so short thought about it. And so we did it. And then we were, let's say, confronted with, with different uh, people. And still, although at least one person there knew us already quite long, um, and, and other people from HR, they know the concept. However, some, I had the feeling were still scared that there were two people want to apply for one job. And means that on one hand side, single managers and that we see often also with other couples, other tandems in, in SAP, that um, some single managers are really scared about it because they think that we said or say that they are not good in their job when they do it only with one person. That is really, and this is really a, a really surprising effect. And I said, you know, I never say this. I think for me and Christoph, it is really a, a well 
fitted uh, model to work in. But I don't say that everybody has to go for job sharing or co-leadership because there are enough people, they can do it for sure also alone. I say only that it can have many, many, many advantages. And when, when people are open enough, we could spread it even more, but it is nothing where I say that only our model is the right one. In the future, not everybody will do job sharing. I don't believe so. But I believe that, that many more could be filled in this way, those kind of jobs, right? And this was really another really surprising um, thing I, I learned over the years. And that's why I try then also sometimes there a little bit more careful how I'm going into those kind of discussions. Because people are seeing often that my eyes are starting to, to sparkle when I'm talking about uh, co-leading and so on, right? And then they think, ah, oh, you're saying that this only, uh, everything is only good. No, it is not. There are many advantages. And, and when you're open to this model, then you can do many things for sure. But for sure, you can do it also in, in other ways. I never, or I never see only a black or white way. Thank you so much for sharing this. It's, you know, to me, the, the first part of your answer, it, it clearly shows to me there need to be more role models that are job sharing, especially on a senior level or a leadership level so that people have an example because while the concept itself is decades old because so many people haven't seen it in action I think they're just scared because it's sort of the unknown and well they probably in their head think of 20 billion you know 20 things why it can't work but the second part of your answer to be honest I hadn't thought about that people might feel threatened that, that is so interesting. And, you know, it, it brings me to my next question then, as you, in your position, are dealing a lot with, um, you know, people on an international level, and um, <clears throat> what actually happens when people for the first time hear that you are in a job sharing role? What is the reaction? I think also it's very diverse. It is on one hand side, people are completely excited about it. Doesn't matter in which country. Um, they're asking then about, not first about uh, what is in the business, what we are doing right now. No, no. What is in for you guys? What, what you are doing there? Can you share a little bit more, right? So I, I want to learn a little bit because also they are somehow in, in different situations where they could think that this can be a really good way, right? That is on one hand side, really the really euphoric, uh, really um, uh, crazy, um, curious thing. And then on the other hand, there are people like, oh, you two guys, why are you doing this? You can't decide on your own. Uh, are you not strong enough, right? <laughs> and I think you can try it. So. I can send only Christoph or I can be sent only and then we see if we can do it also alone. But, you know, it makes no sense. Not for us. Maybe for you, but again, not for us. We are better in this tandem. We are better in this uh, uh, way. And so it's, it's often fun. That's 
why I said before already, we are changing a little bit how offensive we are going in, right? And um, because still for us, it's important to share it, uh, this model really in a, in a positive way that, that people think after, oh yeah, that's, that's working good. So maybe we should also think about something like this. And this is even, in the past, I never thought about it. I thought every time, no, no, we have to tell them the advantages and then I believe they will learn. Not every time. That is so interesting. And now, you know, during the pandemic, have you noticed a higher, you know, interest in job sharing, whether that is internally or when you talk to, you know, external organizations? I think overall there is a bigger interest. What I'm still try to what I still try to recover uh, discover is um, is it really correlating to the pandemic or is it in general a topic? Because as I said, right? So we did it uh, for six years already, and then uh, after a short while in SAP, there was a more like uh, going into the official way that we started uh, when we uh, posted the job offers that we already said, yeah, everything is in part-time possible, is in job sharing possible, and even the management positions are in co-lead uh, possible. Um, and even at that point of time, I think around three to nearly four years ago, we, we had discovered some other couples um, but I think we were a little bit more than a handful. And now only in the German speaking area, we are, I think the last count was about 45, something like this. Wow. Um, and the good thing is we are as diverse as I said before, right? So as the reactions sometimes are, we have people who are in full-time, both. One is part-time, both are in part-time. We have uh, the share, I think we have the same amount of people, only male, only women, and the mixed couples. It is really nice to see that, that you have so many varieties, how you can live this model, right? And, and with this, you see it in SAP that it is slowly spreading out into the organization. And now even the first uh, questions are coming up from abroad. Doesn't matter if in the US, wherever, right? An APJ somewhere, people are coming around and thinking, oh, that sounds not bad. Maybe we have here a situation where this could uh, really lead uh, to a better sustainable way. And so share it, try to, to, to give more info. Still, let's say outside uh, of the German speaking area, Many people are hesitant. I have the feeling because it is it is new. It is different, right? You have to, to talk about uh, uh, usually not only one position. You have to talk then immediately about two headcounts with more budget and all those things where people are saying, "Yeah, but you know, I don't like to have this discussion with my managers," and and so you have to bring then many uh, arguments in. But I see clearly um, uh, that it is starting through. And for sure, when, when it comes to the point, seeing even the pandemic, we can bring in quite some, some more advantages, which we didn't see before, right? So 
because having, let's say, with the start of the pandemic, nearly immediately only video calls, not even meetings physically together in a, in a room where, um, where I think the chit-chat and so on is a little bit easier. And, and it is time-consuming, and, and we could immediately say, yeah, for sure, but, but we are two. We can split up, and uh, you have here a manager, you can talk to them, you have here one. And so in the first beginning, it was something like this. It was more time-consuming, but we could share. It was not like with other people with the same uh, team size. They had more difficulties to do that. And still even being able to focus on, on our core business uh, was really then very easy. At that point of time, uh, unfortunately, um, my co had to go for a while to hospital, but even that was possible. Because I was still there and, and the people said, wow, we are really, now we are really happy. Also some of the people who were a little bit skeptical still, right? So even after some years, they said, no, but there's still someone and you know our business, you know us. It is nice. That's good. It's not that someone is disappearing and then nothing is working, right? Um, and also this was really helpful even during the pandemic, right? So what we learned, that is another learning, starting in this model, we had to exchange a lot to come to a same level somehow, a same understanding and so on. And then, you know, it was established because it doesn't matter if someone met uh, Christopher alone or me alone, we we were really somehow not equal, but but uh, really balanced in, in in our statements and so on was really on the same. Then it starts that we were not together anymore. And we saw after quite some weeks, months, oh, now it is becoming difficult again because we are not hearing when the other one is um, in a phone call. We are not hearing when there is a meeting or something like this. So. We even have to had to reset then also um, our setup a little bit. We had to establish again uh, somehow I would call it now forced meetings that we are exchanging again. That that you know because it was so so normal in the beginning that that we see each other each day at least five times and then from here to then immediately not a one time anymore. We have to schedule meetings, phone calls, and doing those things. So we had to, to rethink the, the entire topic again. However, for us, it was much more easy because we had already this kind of deep trust level that it is working well, right? So that not only because we are not seeing each other, that the other one will do anything in quotes, bullshit, and then other stuff, right? And that helps a lot because this is, for me, also there, a baseline. When you want to work uh, in this kind of model, you need trust. You can gain trust only over time. You can't say, so now we are trusting each other, everything's fine, and we are working very close together. But, you know, even you have to rebuild again. I think it is like in any relationship. You have to work on this. And when you're not doing it, then um, sometimes the good things are going down a little bit. And so you have to push it up again. And uh, um, that was something also what was correlating with the, with the pandemic somehow to see this.
and now again we are on a way that that we established now let's say another framework and even now in the pandemic it is it is working but still for sure as we all hope that someone we can shut this pandemic somehow down to have at least hybrid models so because i believe we are never working again only in offices or at customers so we will have every time those kind of shared workplaces and this this is also good and we learned i think there was also a lot you know i feel that people underestimate what a um you know like self uh, awareness building tool um, job sharing really is because you have to be able to communicate with somebody else you have to explain to somebody how do you like to be quote-unquote treated or like you know if something goes well or something doesn't go well how do you want the other person to react or how do you you know work together and in order to do this one has to really reflect upon oneself what one prefers and and I think you know people just hearing job sharing they think oh you know you just pack two people together doing half of a job but what you just described you know the fact that you had to figure out how to communicate with your job sharing partner. And then having figured that out, you then can replicate this also with your team because you've sort of had a little test case in a way that that was working well. And so, okay, it, it, it's just, I mean, it's it's fascinating. And now um, we might have listeners who do not have job sharing in their organization, whether these are leaders of the organization or employees. So what would you tell them if they are thinking, wow, this sounds so interesting. We'd like to try it. So what would be sort of first steps that you would recommend them to do? I think one part is really so um, a point how I can find someone who is really clocking like myself somehow. Not has to be, as I said, completely equal, so cloned, so to say. But how do I find someone? Is there this kind of culture in the company where you can come up with this topic like, oh, you know, I know that, that we never did it before, but, you know, I want to do this job together with another one. And again, I think this is like a train pushing them somewhere else. Um, and so I think also this, this little plant needs to um, uh, grow a little bit slower. You have to think about it. Are there maybe projects where I can jump in, where we can share things on, on kind of roles, right? Um, and then even seeing with those kind of role models uh, how this can be done furthermore, right? So in, in, in the next level, even being a team lead or already being a, a manager for a team or even for, because we, we, are, we are every time talking, or I'm, often every time talking about co-leading, even in expert roles. Sometimes you, you need to have this kind of first step to say, okay, let's do that together. Doesn't matter if it is now that we want to share it from, from the time perspective or we want to share it because it's a really huge topic. And, and having someone, again, like um, on, on the same knowledge level to, to, to share those things is for sure they're also very important. And so for me, it's then the point, try it. But for sure, 
there are two parts in this game. The people who want to do uh, the job sharing and the ones who, who have to offer those kind of jobs and being also so open. Sometimes it's, it's then good to, to, to check maybe somewhere in the internet, in, in, uh, in dedicated social media to, to exchange with other people. There are already quite some people outside who can share, like Christopher and myself, like many others who are jumping in there, who want to share their knowledge, who want to share their experience. There are already companies on, on the run, maybe still tiny ones who are really focusing on, on those kind of things. But even they, they don't want to sell immediately um, uh, big consulting projects, uh, how to do this, but seeing so where are people who are interested and, and then you know bringing their people together and then getting to the next step i think that is that is important and sometimes there are still companies they are so open that they only try it and i like this best because sometimes it is the point as i said i'm coming from this pragmatical thing standing uh, in the mud and thinking okay let's try it because someone i want to go out of the mud <laughs> and when I don't do anything, then I won't go out it, out of it, right? And um, and this would be every time the point. So even I can tell any manager, try it when you have a big team and, and you think you need to to establish uh, another line or so, then try it with other people. When you have a certain uh, project, certain product where you need an extra to to go on, try it with two people. And also there, don't be afraid that this can't work. We have, we have couples in nearly any area from HR and we in mission critical support, we have people in sales. Everybody said, no, in sales, it's not working. It is working when the people can do it. When they want to share it, then it is working. It is, right? So that's, that's every time when, when people are telling me, yeah, but you know, this model is not working. Let's say 50%, 50%. I said, so let's say six years ago, I thought, hmm, can be difficult. And then I was in an interview for a German magazine uh, about this. And, and uh, we got to know people from a big uh, German pharmaceutical. There were two women. They shared their, their uh, co-leading job 50-50. Yeah, they have some, some more, um, let's say, administrational work to, to get this done. But as they both want to do it, they did it, and they even did it longer than Christopher and myself, longer than uh, six years now. It is, yeah. you know, when, when people are coming up that oh, this is not possible, this and that, I can, meantime, I can say, no, I know either someone in SAP or in any other company where exactly this model is covered. And bringing arguments, that's why I said, people have to reach out. We have to bring them together. And, and then you can bring in arguments and the right ways to to go for it. It sounds so interesting. And also the example you just brought up, one of the things I feel people underestimate what a loyalty it creates, you know, that you said that this other couple, they've done it longer than you. And I feel that is especially now in the, you know, war for talent and, um, you know, maybe some generations more interested in being at a shorter period of time within an organization, this could be a perfect argument. And yeah, so like, you know, as you know, I'm a big fan of job sharing and I really, really hope 
that more and more people see it around the world and start you know seeing the benefits of it and um, that as you I, I love that you mentioned that it is really possible in so many combinations of ours work together as well as different areas within an organization so that that's that's you know i'm super excited now we've talked a lot about job sharing but you do other things as well and so i would love to just you know um, ask you a few questions about the other projects and so one of them is you are very active in the he for she initiative and so could you share a little bit about that I think this is uh, actually an initiative uh, driven by the United Nations, um, right? So for, for all the listeners who, who didn't hear about it, and it was also fun, like uh, two years after we started our co-leadership, we had this internal um, topic with our German HR boss and, and uh, one of the board members at time. And so they, they invited, um, let's say, mid-aged uh, male managers, uh, white male managers like me. Um, and we were sitting together and, and talking about how to bring females into management positions. I found it so strange that <laughs> we are sitting only with men together. But I, I learned very quick then also that sometimes people can be more open in, let's say, an environment which is more or not so diverse, right? And that was really also there, a, a, a kickstart point for me that I said, oh, well, I'm, I'm not uh, any kind of friend of those kind of initiatives in this, in this way, because I thought, okay, let, let's try to talk together and, and see what does matter, female, male, talent, uh, want to have, to, to go the next step, right? But therefore, I think that is very important to me to see how you can bring in even, let's say, more conservative, even male managers into the discussion when you started in this more secured way. Um, and so we, we try to give this kind of examples in discussions, in panel um, um, discussions and so on to to make this thought broader what is going on because even some of them they're even not there to ask uh, the females what they really want why they or why they don't want to go for a next step although you see that there is a huge talent and a big potential right um so this is something something what i really like to to be able to go there to to bring also in statements uh, um, everywhere um, to to get my or give my opinion that it is very important that we have to get more and more open. Or there we have already 2022, and I thought this is not um, yeah required, uh, but it is still, and I think it needs examples. Like uh, I I don't like to talk about me as an example for someone, but. We, we need to spread this. We need to be open. We need to travel around. And every now and then we have to, to bring up that it is possible to, to go this way and to, to push this, maybe to have then someone, uh, uh, not any kind of percentage to, to bring uh, certain people into certain positions, um, but getting it to a normal point, let's say. 
I'm super appreciative that you are so involved to, you know, make that change. And now the other aspect is you are involved with dads at SAP. And I'd love to hear more about that too. Yeah. So this is also really a matter of my heart, right? So um, it started already when, when a little bit more than 10 years ago, um, we became parents and uh, my son uh, was born. And at that point of time, when I saw what kind of difficulties we had, even with the discussion, so who is taking the parental leave and who is doing this and that, and I had nobody to to share about this. So my my my, my parents didn't understand what I want. Yeah, for sure, you are going further to your job, and and your wife will stay at home. That's normal right so we know it 50 years ago <laughs> it's, it's it's the point and um so over the time i thought why why it is like this right and um um there were quite some some other dads even and then the same i think happened like with a um, uh with a he for she initiative we had already in sap the mums at sap because usually more moms are staying at home and then they were outside of the company, came back. And so they tried to, to, to team up and see what, what they can do. And then um, the voices became louder and louder that for sure also men, and even not that old like me, even the young guys, they want to change something because they want to spend uh, time with their families, they want to do something. They want to give their their wife the opportunity to to go in, or even nobody thinks about this that there are single dads that they are raising kids alone, right? And um, we had really the, the the luck that our German HR boss was really open to those ideas, and he said, "Okay, even as he is also a dad, right." He was uh, immediately jumping on it and say, "Okay, guys, let's do it." Um, we even teamed up with a with an external company who is only focusing on on uh, kind of dead networks um, to start things that that we had also something to exchange that we had something to uh, bring in best practices, seeing where are legal re- uh, regulations uh, and, and that we could learn with each other. Because I said every time, you know, guys, I did only two months of uh, this parental leave and I regret it. Uh, it's really, if, if I would have another kid, then immediately I would go the normal way, half a year, one year, whatever, that, that I can spend much more time to, to see what's going on, not only for my kid, also um, yeah, bringing my, my wife better back into the job. And all those things we, we try to cover and um, uh, try to uh, push, even now extending it over the borders of SAP. We are connecting with other companies where either people think to start that network or where they have already established ones that we even cross company could, could exchange and push things. And what we also start, because that was not only my dream, also from some of the other dads. So why we have separate uh, networks in the company, why we can't do things together. And for sure, this is sometimes a little bit tricky, but one year ago, we started with an initiative because we brainstormed a little bit about uh, um, 
an old kids book we had from uh, SAP. So what is my mom and dad doing in SAP? And so there were some illustrations and some text. So, so what is the project? But it was, uh, let's say, already out of date. And we said, so why we can't do something new? And we came very quick to the point that only our network can do this, can, can achieve this. And so we asked and also our moms at SAP, our pride at SAP, our here and friends uh, at SAP, to, to join and, and to, to, to come with the joint forces, so to say, um, to drive really a project where we um, uh, create from scratch a new book for kids about the culture at SAP, about uh, how we are working uh, and what we are working. Um, and we just released it in, in January, currently only as an uh, online version, but still it is planned to, to make also a print version. And maybe in the future also put in some augmented reality and so on and so forth. But it was only, only possible because we could join and we could merge the people and, and bring them together and, and take uh, one um, of the women, uh, she was really a great or is a great uh, project lead. So she was taking this area. One guy from the Dads Network was doing more the communication part. There was someone else who could draw really great. And it is really so nice to see that you can push something even with a, a tiny space in your calendar um, that, that something is coming out where, you know, you think, wow, and that is another step for me to, to go away for this only um, centric people in gender, in, in whatever part, right? So being this bigger thing um, and being able to to, um, to push really nice initiatives. It sounds so amazing, you know, like the community within SAP and like, you know, from an outside point in I've you know read and seen all these amazing things that are happening from like online barbecues within SAP and and so so I'm curious like you know um like where we touched a little bit on it earlier sort of where do you see like the hybrid and remote work model evolving and and how do you keep that team spirit alive yeah, I think that that is also a nice point because um, we started already very early. I joined this team eight years ago and uh, already there, it was not every time the point that we have to sit all together in one office. Um, but when my co and I um, took over, then we even brought it to the next level because we hired people uh, not only in Germany, not only from the south of Germany. No, we, we are spread now all over Germany and we extended the team even towards uh, more towards France, uh, UK, uh, South Africa, Ireland, Russia. So we are really spread now um, completely around. And um, there we, we anyway, we had to establish something where we didn't sit together time right um and that meant also some some years ago there was an initiative that um, from sap 
that um, I don't know the, the, the English word for this when um, uh, between working council and the employer, uh, you, you set up some rules, right? So that things are going, it's in, in German, it's a Betriebsvereinbarung. And wow. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the, <laughs> even this German word is again very crazy, right? But, but sure. some rules um, needs to be set up to to work in a, in a certain way, right? And at that point yeah. of time, it was um, um, that we were talking about mobile working, and I thought about what we are talking here. And then there were some other managers and HR in in, in one room, and. I said, so I don't believe that we need some kind of written rules. That is really, I don't know. And then some of the other managers were introducing themselves and their areas. And they said, no, no, we, we, we don't need to, to have this uh, either. But for them, the reason they think the only way is that everybody is sitting in an office. That's it. <laughs> so, so then... Myself and, and some other people said, okay, I, I think we need some written rules <laughs> that we have to change something, right? Um, and, and so we did this and um, we, we saw that, yeah, for sure, you have then something written. And this is also from my point of view, a nice first step. But then the pandemic came around the corner. And immediately we had to do things like that, right? And that was, from my point of view, although the entire pandemic is, is really not a good thing, that was really good because people were forced, really hard forced to, to change their way um, in, in, uh, in the working models, so where to sit and, and what to do. And, and some, for some, I believe it was very hard. Um, for us, it was in the first step totally easy that was the first step, right? Because we anyway did it. When we have a, had a team meeting, then for sure some people were sitting in a, in a bigger meeting room, but nearly more than the half was already from outside there. But then it was a point, like you said, so how to keep the spirit? And this, this we saw also over the pandemic, it was like uh, um, an up and down uh, that, that people first, they, they like to, to turn on the camera and, and being together and, and to really being also interactive. Then after some months, you, you saw it more and more that the cameras were turned off. You heard sometimes when the mic was not muted that there was some clicking of keyboards because they did some mails in parallel, right? And, and then we, we had to, to step in here. We, we have to be, let's say, more so also the, the guys who, who be the icon to say, okay, let's try to um, turn on the camera. Yeah, for sure, you can't force someone. Um, but when you do yourself, then, then you can bring in people more and more that, that some said, ah, yeah, that's, that's okay. Only sometimes some excuses are coming up because of bad network or something like this. Um, and so it is continuously also uh, a must to work on this. What was sometimes not helping, and I didn't see it only in SAP, many other companies, that I think there was in the beginning really a hard mindset forth and back. So I think after a while, the company saw that, uh, 
oh, that's nice. When all the people are working at home, we don't need electricity. Actually, we don't need buildings, you know, no, nothing, no facility, no infrastructure. Uh, and they said, oh, that's the future working way. Then the first lockdown became a little loose in Germany. And you saw already that the people are running back to the office, not all, but some, and even some more than expected, right? And then another lockdown came and, and again, it was like, ah, you see, it's better that we all stay at home. Um, and I think the, the point is for me, and as, as we were already uh, uh, the ones who were uh, very pro this hybrid models, I think that's that's a point. And to which ratio? I think also this will will change change over the time, even for your conditions which you are facing, even in the private life, right? Um, sometimes it is better to be more in the office. Sometimes it's better to be more home or somewhere even else. I think we have to rethink globally how we really can establish it, because currently at least in Europe, when I think I want to work from Switzerland now, when I'm a German, and I could run pretty quick into problems because of taxes and oh, all those things, yeah, you know, yeah. immediately the, nobody thought about this, that this can work very easy for some jobs, right? There isn't a good friend of mine in the northern of Germany, he's working in a company, they are building this huge kitchens for... Um, cruise ships yeah uh -huh. right. and um for him for sure he couldn't do it at home right <laughs> so that, that's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah, for yeah. sure but for many other jobs you can can do it anywhere I, when when i'm visiting my parents in the north of germany then i can work there yeah and for sure that that's that's not the point but for example when uh maybe in the future when we visit the, the parents of my wife they are living in china then I'm not allowed to work there, even legally not. Right, right, right. Yeah. Because of visa and, and all those yeah, things, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and you think, so we have on one hand side, we have this simple thing. You have an office building and yeah, for sure, you can rebuild a little bit uh, the desks and so on, that you have shared workplaces, blah, blah, blah. Some of them can work home. But in a more and more global environment, like uh, what I said, it's not only that we have people um, in other countries, even in our German team here, we have Indian people, we have Brazilian people, you know, we have the Germans and, and also there when they are visiting home, yeah. actually they are not allowed to work from there. Wow. Even not with an exceptional rule, no. Because they are oh. treated as, as, uh, as travelers and, and when you are um working then from somewhere else yeah yeah from taxes legal yeah yeah, yeah. immediately I mean... those kind of things are coming in although we would say you know actually i don't care right you know for for, for one of our indian guys he said yeah you know i will stay a little bit home and then it came what uh, it had to came in the second lockdown he couldn't uh, come out of india again right yeah. But he has a German contract. So then it was a, the, the discussion if he could work during the night <laughs> because of the time zone, right? <laughs> that was, right. It was another point where we had to, to find exceptions and uh, so on and so forth. And immediately, you, you are, 
on completely other discussions. It's not anymore this, this local thing. No, you, you have to think really much bigger because, and this will be the future, right? And, and therefore, I believe, I, I, I'm a big believer in this, that when you give uh, this kind of freedom to your people that they can really decide where they work, then usually what we see is that the performance, the efficiency is increasing. Not like many people are thinking, oh, no, they are not here. I can't see what is on their display that, that they are really working now for us. Yeah, they are some, for sure. But you will have those people every time. They, they, they find it uh, good to, to, to take this challenge uh, that they can be, let's say, lazy or whatever. But usually, once people can really decide on their own and, and uh, go for their own way of working then it helps a lot and they were really or they are really much more uh, passionate and and really in this kind of topics that they think oh that's great when when i can decide now because it's really important that i can stay home now and and i still can do my job nobody is saying yeah it's, it's uh, doing uh, the big controller what is going on here, why it is that, and, and you know, then things are working better. And this is what we have to think, maybe in the first step, really establish uh, um, this way in, in the local areas, but then immediately we have to think over it. And this is also a point then for all of our governments uh, and, and so on, they have to rethink those kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. And I'm also sort of reflecting back what you said about the trust. So the fact that you are, you know, working on a trust level with your job sharing partner, I think like it makes it more easy for you than to also work with your team on a trust level, because that's how you set up your job sharing partnership. So I think you know, that's such an interesting, you know, thought that, you know, at the end of the day, people like to be trusted. And then, you know, you look at children. It's like, typically, if you can teach them something where they can be trusted, I think they do much better than having these mega strict rules where they feel confined. And then maybe because it's too many rules, they even try to you know, mm -hmm. escape or, or break them versus if you trust them, they feel proud. They feel, wow, you know, somebody has trusted me. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's so fascinating to talk to you, Thomas. And so um, I'm just thinking, is there anything else that we haven't touched upon during our conversation that you would like to share with our um, listeners? When I reflect and uh, rethink, I think, Pretty much we covered so many topics. Um, however, I have to say, and this is also what, what I'm telling every time uh, students in our department when they are coming and, and uh, doing some interviews uh, for their projects and so on. And, you know, don't ask me every time because I like to talk about things I like. And it is my job. It is the working model, right? So believe, I believe that we will find other topics where I can say something. For me, it's every time a point, and this is what I would take also here as a chance when, when people are listening to it and think, oh, that's 
interesting or that's a nice thought, but I want to know a little bit more, then I would really like to encourage them to reach out to me or even to, to other people that we can get in touch and, and see, you know, what is still in because to reflect, like I said, right? So I could now tell you much more about the different um, um, couples we have in different situations. I can tell you about initiatives we are doing in SAP or trying. Um, I can tell you quite something what I saw with other companies when, when I'm uh, getting in touch with them about this topic or other topics. Uh, but I think it's it's easier really when people really want to reflect on things and thinking, oh, okay, there's something was not covered or even I, I want to understand it a little bit more than would be great that uh, we could get in touch there. That, that sounds wonderful. And so how can people get in touch with you? So I think the easiest topic is really, uh, for example, going via LinkedIn. There I'm mm -hmm. pretty much active. I'm, and this I have to admit, I'm this kind of old-fashioned guy who is not like a little bird who is really active on Twitter or something like this. I really have to admit, I, I, I narrowed down my, my channels a little bit to this LinkedIn uh, uh, circle. That is the point. So usually with my name, uh, you can find me pretty quick there. Um, I'm also, let's say, see me active uh, on, on other channels, but more like uh, the listener and uh, um, reader. Um, um, but yeah, I think that that would be really the easiest point. That sounds great. And I really want to say thank you for all your insights and such a fascinating conversation. And yeah, I'm so happy that, you know, you were my guest. I've, you know, followed you for a long time. And it's so nice that we got a chance to speak in person, even though we are thousands of miles away, it does feel like in person. So thank you. Yeah, thanks to be here. And, and uh, I can give it only back, right? So every time see what, what you're posting, where you're doing podcasts and, and uh, sessions. And, and I think that is really really important and then even having the chance to exchange really on, on the topic is even uh, much better than in see so how this kind of um, pieces can become a bigger thing and, and can be spread much more over the world I think that's every time really great so thanks Karen to, to have me here and then uh, yeah and anyway I think also we will stay in touch yes 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 <laughs> thank you Thank you so much for listening to the show. We hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas. To keep listening to future episodes, please head over to iTunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating. We would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye.